Let's talk about automation, shall we? At its core, automation is about taking the human out of the equation, and there are a lot of areas in manufacturing where we can more or less agree that that's a good thing. But when you get into roles such as sales reps or account managers, you know, your relationship-based roles, that's where some team leaders are going to start to disagree, and that's an understandable position to take. You know, those roles are based on building real relationships with customers, and if you take the human out of the equation, you lose the opportunity to create those connections that are going to pay off year after year after year. Right? Well, maybe not. You see, the reality is when you dig into the day-to-day -day responsibilities of an account manager or a sales rep, particularly in distribution and project-based distribution, you start to find a lot of opportunities for automation, areas where offloading that knowledge, that data, can really put sales reps' focus back on their core responsibilities, which means ultimately, applying automation to sales and account management might make your existing account managers even better at creating those genuine relationships. This is Transformation at Work, a podcast about real stories of business transformation and Salesforce success nah, without all the jargon attached. The show is brought to you by Jarrett, a summit-level Salesforce consulting and implementation partner and solutions provider, and I am Jeff Stormer, your host as always. This episode, we're talking about how automation can unlock the potential of account managers and sales reps in project-based distribution and get them back to their jobs building the kinds of relationships that pay real dividends to a company over and over again. Our guest is Nick Holbeck-Sue, Jaren's Director of Distribution. Nick brings a wide range of distribution experience to the conversation, including 13 years at a large plumbing and HVAC company, where he did everything from driving a truck, to working in a warehouse, to managing distribution, and acting as manager of new technology. It was there that he saw firsthand what Salesforce could offer the business in terms of automation opportunities and how it enabled employees to cut through the clutter and focus on what matters, making him really, honestly, the perfect person for this conversation. We begin our discussion by laying out just a few of the challenges account reps face when tasked with managing all of their relationships manually without any sort of digital tool. The majority of distribution companies are what we would call relationship-based. And so they rely heavily on, on having great relationships with suppliers, great relationships with their customers. And uh, a lot of that, the quality of that relationship falls on account managers and sales reps. And so that being their main focus, a lot of the, the challenges that they face currently, and we can talk a little bit more about it, is... They have an overwhelming amount of communication that they have to do, whether it's by text or email, phone calls, all different channels. There's a ton of communication, a ton of requests coming in. And a lot of times uh, an account manager ends up being the go-to person for a customer or a company that they're doing business with. And so they end up routing a lot of a lot of information, a lot of conversations, a lot of questions to the appropriate people on their own teams internally. That would be that would be one of the challenges they face. Uh, the other, in general, having a lack of transparency and a lack of um, consolidation of all of the activity, all of the information related to to their business and their customers, and being able to find out that information. So anything from what order what what orders there are any open quotes or opportunities they have warranty issues the list goes on there's a lot of account activity that they're 
in, in many, in many cases, struggling to keep track of. Along with that, I would say probably the biggest one, and, I, and I'll save this one for the last piece, which was that really their main job is to create meaningful interactions, meaningful relationships with their customers. And so, you know, nurturing a relationship and that takes, that takes quality, quality interaction and what, and what quality interaction means really is that you're adding value to those relationships. So oftentimes if there's not something that's an activity base or an open quote or a warranty issue, I find that account managers struggle to find meaningful reasons to talk to their customers um, beyond just how's it going and dropping off some donuts at a, at, a, at an office. Um, so those are, those would be the main challenges that I see sales reps facing. To your point, like it sounds like really they're managing relationships both with their their customers and with the rest of the organization, right? Like it gets into a real don't kill the messenger territory when you are uh, when you're the account manager and you are like you said routing requests and being that sort of middle person in charge of the entire operation on both ends of things, just like keeping, like you said, staying afloat of all of that is like a really hugely difficult thing. And that can be a real struggle. And when you don't really have that sort of technical support, that can lead to kind of feeling like you're drowning a little bit. Can you speak a little more about that? Yeah, to the, to the drowning? Absolutely. Um, I think it's a it's an interesting and difficult position. And you called out something really important, which is that an account manager often will feel like they have accountability to both their company and their internal teammates that they work with every day, and also to the demands of their customer. And uh, their customer is a separate company. That company has its own values. It has its own goals, and it has its own drivers for what it's trying to accomplish. And an account manager does need to be sensitive and empathetic to that while also being, I would say, true to their own company. And yes, when you're managing those two different sides, there is a ton of balance and a ton of interaction that's that's happening during that time. Which I think gives a really nice segue to our next question. For team leaders managing construction distribution for team, you know, if, if I am if I'm facing these problems, how can automation help to address those challenges and really allow those sales reps to put their focus back on deepening those relationships, building those partnerships, and really managing those accounts from all angles so that they can do the job to the best of their ability? Yeah, automation is a big topic. And it's also one that I would say there's a lot of benefit. And then there's also a lot of concern around that from people, especially when it comes to relationship building type type things. I, I wouldn't say it's it's prescriptive, but I would say that I'm always an advocate of starting simple and, and low-hanging fruit type things. So for leaders within a distribution uh, industry or distribution company, I think I think what's to important what's important to remember about automation is that it's really there to support and enhance their sales team. It's not there to replace. It's it's there to take a burden off of them and allow them to focus a lot more on the quality time, quality interactions that they have. And one of, one of those examples really is is very simple: keeping their team organized and on task. When it comes to automations, let's start at the very the very simplest thing, which is automating notifications at specific points of an opportunity. And when I say opportunity, what I what I really mean is 
um, say there's a project out for bid and there are contractors that are interested in buying a bunch of material and you're bidding to all of those contractors. Well, there's very specific stages during that bid where you're either finding out if you're going to be quoting a bunch of contractors, following up to see if uh, what, or sorry, their response from uh, from the quote, did they like it? Did they not like it? Are they planning on using you if they win the bid? Um, all the way to who won the bid and finding out who won the bid and finding out if there needs to be further negotiation. There's all these different steps in a process like that where having some automation around notifications is really, really important. And even in, including keeping people on task. So if there are a bunch of contractors on a project bid and each of those contractors has a different account manager. Well, it probably makes sense that if, if one account manager finds out that their contractor was successful on this bid, that everyone else is immediately notified that they probably don't have to do as much follow-up with their contractors because they know what the answer is already. Something small like that. Another, another example would be uh, something simple like notifying an account manager if one of their accounts has been dormant for more than 60 days, there haven't been any purchases. Those are the kind of things that a company that hasn't digitalized their, their processes in their business rely on remembering to do that and then going out to seek that information in whatever business uh, analytical tool they use, find out which customers have been dormant for 60 days. With notifications and automations, it kind of brings things up to the surface for them to have insights and, and, and decide what are the next best steps. This is such a great point that really emphasizes just how many opportunities for automation there are within these roles. You know, these sorts of inquiries, when's the last time I spoke to this customer? Should I send a follow-up email? Should I check in with them? What's the way that they like to be contacted? This is all stuff that you could, in theory, ask your account managers to just keep in the back of their mind. But when you factor in how many clients they're working with, all the other work that they're doing, that adds up to a mountain of clutter that can easily be offloaded, which, when cleared off of their plates, allows your sales reps and your account managers to really focus back on when they do send that check-in, when they do follow up with that customer, really knocking it out of the park. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we're looking for as team leaders? Let's throw it back over to Nick. I think the only other thing I would add, and I wouldn't consider it automation necessarily, but it kind of is when you compare it to a non-digitalized business, which is the ability to have account activities, quotes, opportunities, contacts, account performance, all of that in one place, and all of that organized and associated with, it, with each other, all of that brought together, which can really dramatically reduce the time it takes to get relevant information to inform your customer interactions and really improve, their, improve the account manager's ability to gain insight into the health of their account relationships and determining what next steps should be taken. Um, the, the time savings around that are huge. That's, I think that's something that's really underrepresented when people think about where their time is being spent and, and not calculating for, okay, I thought, I thought this thing happened, but I'm not sure. So I'm going to ask Sarah and Sarah needs to look it up somewhere. And then 
my account, my uh, customer has asked me where this order is. And now I have to find out who put in the order. Now I have to find out where they are. Are they available? There's just so much time around that type of activity. So those are some of the areas where I would say a CRM and the automations that can come from it really benefit a business. I think you hit the nail on the head. And, you know, like you said, none of those tasks on their own in a vacuum take very long. It only takes me two minutes to send Sarah an IM and ask for that data. It only takes me five minutes to, you know, go through my inbox and look for that one invoice. Oh, wait, I just remembered I haven't emailed that client in a while. Let me send them an email. That's five minutes. They're all short tasks, but taken all together, that's what, a half hour, an hour of your employee's day? And being able to Take that time and give it back to your account managers and sales reps so they can focus on, let's be honest, the thing that you hired them for, that's a pretty profound benefit that's going to give a lot back to the business. Would you agree with that? That's exactly it. That's one of the most important pieces that I, that I think should be highlighted is that all of those things that you just mentioned, which by the way, no, no, uh, no ill intent from saying this. But just listening to you list them was boring to me. Right. So to so to take those to to take those off of somebody's plate and let them focus on what they were hired to do, what they're really good at, which is nurturing relationships, getting along with people, meeting with them, building deeper, meaningful interactions. They can do more of that. They can do a lot more of that. And and that's and that's ultimately the goal of automation. The goal of automation is, at the end of the day, to help employees do their job to the best of their ability. And if digital tools can help in that, that's a huge benefit to the organization as a whole. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Which I think brings us to our next question, which is, you know, if, if we, we're kind of already touching on this, but if I am a team leader and I'm thinking about automation, I'm looking at the process and I am worried about dehumanizing the sales process, how would you respond to that team leader that is hesitant to start the digitalization process because they really feel like relationship building belongs in the hands of a person first and foremost. Yeah, that's, this is a great one. And it's very common because either a team leader um, of some sort is either going to be averse to things like this, digitalizing a lot of their process, because they typically will see what they do in sales as more of an art than a science. And if they don't think that they're going to have an entire team of account managers or sales reps who are going to be averse to putting in more information or structuring their day or all of those things that somebody that likes to run and gun and wheel and deal and, and meet people is not going to want to do. Um, so so that, that's very common. The most common concern that I see with this is the concern that when something like Salesforce or a CRM is, is put into play, that people are going to start spending too much time in that CRM. It's going to take away from their time to interact with customers. And that's simply not true from a, from a bigger picture. But I do think that it suffers a lot from the save time now mentality, which is that if, I, if something is faster or quicker for me to do right now, that's how I should do it, as opposed to thinking about it in the broader picture. So, you know, the concern is really true about saving time now. If the underlying goal of implementing a CRM is really under the guise of it's supposed to be helping them, but really it's a way to report out and to track 
their activities by somebody higher up, which I am not a fan of at all. Of course, you need to see that. That's part of the reason why a company is paying for, for that type of implementation. But I truly believe that if it's built around streamlining account managers' work, then it's going to be a huge benefit to everybody. And I kind of mentioned this as well before, which is that most people severely under, underestimate the amount of time that they and others on their team spend finding, asking, recollecting information. And this is something that I really want to highlight in terms of, in terms of you know, the comment about taking too much time to use a CRM. Um, because you get all these questions. What happened in that last meeting? I forget. I'll, I'll ask Jasmine to see if she remembers. What agreement did we have in place for this project? Where do I find that? It goes on and on, right? And, and just by taking the small amount of time up front, instead of save time now, quote unquote, that will save a lot of time in the future for teams when they need to stay connected and be on the same page around what's going on with an account. And I would also like to highlight that one of the most underlooked things is really something small, simple and small, but is important, which is that getting details mixed up about a customer can deaden the momentum that's being built with them. And so when you think about the time it takes to really you know, stay organized with what information you have around your customer and what value you can provide, if you don't have that, if that's not tight, then you really are going to slow down the momentum and thus in the future have to put in way more effort to build up that that business with that customer or get more sales with that customer. I mean, I think of, here's one great example. How are the kids? That's a pretty normal question. It's a, how's it going? You're dropping off donuts. And I don't mean to, to bag on donuts all the time. I love donuts, but this is, this is a pro donut podcast. We're just putting that on with that on mic and on the record. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so I, I say that, how are the kids? Okay. That's a pretty innocuous question. Well, if that person has only one kid, all of a sudden that conversation changes from, you know, a, an interaction where they're building a relationship to one where somebody is tweaked and is like, ah, oh, they don't, they don't quite know me. They, they're not yeah. They're just they're just saying things that they think are happening. They didn't remember this about me. And and it goes from relationship building to something that's more like common business pleasantry. It really t- it really peels away the onion there and and slows down the momentum for relationships. Well, first of all, you are describing my literal actual nightmare. And secondly, going back to what we were saying earlier, you know, that emphasizes just the exact kind of benefits that this sort of automation brings to account managers and sales reps, right? Like by offloading that data from your account managers and, you know, centralizing it, aggregating it, making it easily accessible, you are A, enabling your account managers to avoid an embarrassing mistake, but B, you are facilitating those relationships. You're helping those sales reps deepen those relationships. And that ultimately is just going to drive benefit back to the business year after year after year. And that is really just such an opportunity for the business, for the account manager. It benefits everyone and it's all achieved through automation. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can you provide some examples of how project-based distributors have been able to improve their sales processes after automating sales workflows with manufacturing cloud? Sure. The, the number one is absolutely around opportunities. And opportunities is, is a Salesforce term, but really it's used 
to mean when you're quoting customers or there's a project out for bid, there's an opportunity to increase your sales, to win that, to win that project. So one of the ways that is uh, particularly important is uh, with, I would say, the example that we've implemented at several places, which is the multi-bid project opportunities. And what I mean by that is that typically an opportunity is uh, you want to buy a refrigerator from me. I put your name in. I say you want a refrigerator and I follow that opportunity to either you bought it from me or you didn't buy it from me. Well, that doesn't really work when it comes to a project because a project will come out and it's actually going to be bid on by multiple contractors or multiple potential customers. And they may ask you for a, a, a quote, which is slightly different from the next person's and slightly different from the other person's. And so you need a, a, a way to be able to follow that intelligently. So by creating opportunities that have multiple bidders and you can track each one individually, as well as as a collection within this one project opportunity, we've seen a lot of traction in terms of companies that are able to better, uh, with companies that are better able to make decisions about what they're doing more intelligently and in the context of everybody that's involved, every company that's involved, as opposed to just one individual customer. So there's a very strategic play there. It's also been really valuable because it's increased the transparency. It's increased the scope of vision of the market that these distributors are playing in because you're tracking a lot more and you're getting much more feedback because you're organized. So I have one example from my previous company where we implemented something like this. And by the end of the first year, because of how we had it set up, we were actually able to tell within pretty reasonable uh, tolerances what our market share was, what our competitors' market shares were, and what the customers that we have, the contractors, what their market share was amongst themselves. And that's, that's really valuable. The, the second example I'll use is with sales agreements, which is in manufacturing cloud. And that's a way to, to essentially put an agreement for one of your customers or one of your suppliers, uh, an agreement on, on what they're going to buy within a certain time. And it allows you to keep all the details there and also track that performance. And because you're tracking that performance, because you're seeing that information, it also allows you to stir up conversation at certain times about, say, closing the gap or we're falling a little bit behind from what we were expecting to sell. So let me speak with my customer. Or maybe it's involved, maybe that sales agreement has some implication around rebates that they would make. If they, if they buy a million dollars worth of X product, they'll get a certain rebate. If that's at risk, they probably want to know about it. And you probably want to know about it as well so that you can try to stir up extra sales, more, more revenue for yourself and also for them to be able to capture that rebate. So that's another example of how these types of automations can help out. The last one, which I think is really cool um, with supply chain disruptions, along with supply chain disruptions, was, was a huge amount of inflation. And so one of the struggles for distributors is that if they haven't traditionally been set up to handle commodity type business, commodity meaning it has fluctuating value, like 
like gold or copper or something like that, if they're not set up to handle something like that, then they their internal processes struggle to keep up with a lot of price changes. To give you an example, if a project came out and I was going to, and I, myself as a distributor was going to bid it through contractors, the project would come out. We would quote them based on the prices that we have now. And by the time it's awarded, that might be a month later or two months later, or the project is going to start, that might be three months later. The price has already gone up 20%. And so, how do you manage that situation? Well, you have, you kind of have two options. Either you, Either you really piss off the customer and change things on them, or you bite down and then you take the hit on that. So one of the things that, that we're doing is something we call pricing syndication, which is just a, a, a way of managing increased costs as they come through, price increases from, from manufacturers, and the ability to, uh, in, in layman's terms, say, Hey, there's this price increase on these products, and it has it has an implication on these open quotes or these open pricing agreements with customers. And what do you want to do with that? Well, at the very least, you you or sorry, you may want to change the prices. You may want to hold the prices for strategic reasons, but at the very least, you probably want to have a conversation. And using something like this helps to facilitate those those conversations. Well, Nick, thank you so much for coming on Transformation at Work. This was an incredible interview. I'm so happy about it. Um, Any closing thoughts for our audience before we wrap up? Yeah, I think I'll uh, I'll reference something that was said to me quite a lot from an old boss in, in a previous company, especially when it comes to account managers and, and what we're talking about today, relationships within distribution. Uh, he always said, people buy from people. He said that a lot. He said that a lot, which which to him at the time meant make the phone call, set up the meeting, don't just send an email or a text. People need to know you. That's what he meant from it. But I think it's true. It's it's really a relationship type type business that you need to have strong, deep connections with people. And you also need to be on top of your game. The highest performing account managers that I've seen are ex- ex- the experienced ones. They've got a long a long time in the game. They know what's going on. They have deep relationships and they understand the dynamics of an industry. The second best kind of account managers are typically the ones that are very hungry, the ones who think deliberately about their actions and next moves. They plan, they take action, they follow up. They're they're really on the ball with what's going on. And I think that with a CRM like Salesforce it really helps you to do both of those things, those qualities in terms of in terms of that experience, building deeper relationships, planning properly, choosing your next best moves, following up. It combines all of those things. It, it gives an account manager the ability to, to really, I would say, actualize their potential. The ability to form a real meaningful relationship with a client, the kind that is, you know, focused on the business but doesn't feel like a business relationship, is far and away the most valuable skill an account manager or a sales rep can have. It's what builds loyalty and keeps customers coming back again and again and again. By applying automation and eliminating these sorts of administrative hurdles, we're not blocking sales reps from applying that human touch. 
what we're ultimately doing is making it easier for them to give that human touch to every account they work with, which is where they're going to succeed every single time. This has been Transformation at Work. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to Nick Holbeck-Sue for those incredible insights. Transformation at Work is, as always, produced by Jaron in collaboration with Salesforce. I am Jeff Stormer, your host and producer. Until next time, thank you again for listening, and we hope to see you again soon.